0: Good morning everybody, you're listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachman Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We taste better. And welcome to Season Four! I cannot believe it, ZK, I'm sitting here with ZK, uh, in the studio on a, actually a Wednesday morning because it's really close to Rosh Hashanah. So, uh, we decided we would, uh, get together on a different day on to record, to do our, to broadcast our show. Um, so we are meeting here for the beginning of season four. I told my friend Kim Kushner, who's with me in the studio, I said, you are going to be my first guest on the new season because she has an incredible new book to follow up, her incredible uh, first book. So we'll talk to Kim. And, of course, I've got a great line-up uh, later on in the show. I have Beth Warren, uh, also a cookbook author. This is kind of like a book club today, kosher book club, but she's also a nutritionist. She's going to teach us how to not gain weight. Over the next four weeks. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman, and I'm about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food food related. I'm a kosher personal chef, and anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. I'm busy with. I cook for Shabbos, for Rosh Hashanah, Sukkot. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, you give me a call. I hope that you'll tune in every week to meet my exciting guests. Tune in and hear about my kosher. Food cooking adventures and sharing of great recipes and ideas. But I also want to hear about your experiences. Let me know what you're making for Rosh Hashanah. Give me some ideas too. You hear me talk for an hour. Let me read what you're, uh, cooking up a storm in your kitchen. You can follow me at, uh, Twi- Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, my website, theaussigome.com and you can sign up for my newsletter on that too. If you have a great, uh, if you have a great recipe, please share it with me. We'd re- we're going to share it on the air. What what an amazing summer I had. It was like really like it went by so fast. I can't believe that it's September. Uh, I went to cooking school for four weeks at uh, CKCA in the Ramaz uh, complex there, which was an unbelievable experience. We did a couple of segments called Naomi Goes to Cooking School. We'll be continuing those throughout uh, the season as well. I got to lead a birthright trip, which was Unbelievable. What what a great experience if you are between, I believe, 18 and 30 and you have not been to Israel on a formal trip or seminary or gone to more than three months. Uh, I led the Israel Free Spirit group through the OU. I believe registration is coming up very soon, so you can go to israelfreespirit.com and sign up uh, if you're eligible. I went to kosher food trucks right here in New York City. I spent a day in deal with Beth. It was an incredible deal. I cannot forget my kosher pot foodies dinner at uh, at your house, Kim, at your apartment. Um, It was unbelievable at your husband's office, right? (laughs) Um, It was unreal, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. They had the Grumba holds in. I actually started writing for the Mishpacha magazine once a month. Uh, I have something in Joy of Kosher and the FYI magazine. So it's been like a really, really busy summer. That was a bit of a recap. Let me know what you did. If you had a crazy food adventure... This is a conversation. Email me, Naomi at com. I want to hear what you did so I can plan it too. Um, so I'd like to welcome into the studio, uh, I have Kim Kushner. She is the most talented chef. I was in love with her first book. I, ha- I had to bring it. You know why? I want you to sign it. <laughs> you gave this to me, so I want you to sign it. So welcome, Kim.
1: Thanks. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, you you landed back. We were actually in Israel at the same time. Yes, we were. What did you do in Israel? Well, I was there actually for my nephew's bar mitzvah. Oh, nice. But at the same time, my new cookbook called The New Kosher was launched. And so we did an official launch in Israel on the day that it came out, which was August 11th, the day the book hit the stores. We did a huge party. We invited everyone to come, and there was, I mean, it was amazing. There was a huge turnout. Lots of people from all different places in the world came, and people are just so excited about the new book. Okay, so we've got two books. You had the, mo- the Modern
0: Menu, which was a huge success. The Photography in there is my favorite from any cookbook. Thank you. So edgy. Thank you. Unreal. Um, and you followed this up with The New Kosher. Also, just gorgeous pictures. I actually went with you to a photo shoot after you you were at the studio last time.
1: What was your inspiration behind this book? Um, You know what? I was just responding to the reaction from the first cookbook, and everyone loved it, and I got such a great feedback. And people said, you know, when's the next one coming out? And so I just immediately started working on it. And the concept is similar in the sense that all of the recipes are tried and true. None of the recipes were created for the book. It's not that I said, okay, I'm putting together a second cookbook. I have to come up with all these recipes. No. These are the recipes that I cook. These are the recipes that I serve my friends. These are the recipes that I get feedback and that I've perfected over time. And so I created a book to put these recipes into. Well, i got to thank you for that because that was
0: really it's – really, it's great because, I'm, you know, I got it. I can't remember what day it arrived in the mail. maybe on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. By Shabbos, I was already using it sticky chicky yes (laughs) oh my god i love it so i I had had a similar recipe and it was a little of this and a little of that but you actually have written it down with the measurements and i love the squirt because i everyone knows what a
1: squirt means right well ketchup this cookbook is really a cookbook that you can cook from like i know i collect cookbooks and i love cookbooks and i feel lucky when i can find one or two recipes out of an entire cookbook but the feedback that i've gotten from this book is like it's just you look at it you have the stuff at home already for the right. most part. Most of the recipes have under six ingredients. Right. I and love that. And it's just that. easy, approachable, and you look at the pictures and you also think to yourself, you know, I can do this. And you can. I can't tell you how many people. I was with my brother-in-law last night and he said, yeah, we looked through the book. We picked a bunch of recipes and, yeah, we made them. It was just, just like that right right Uh, and I love the word
0: approachable I find that a lot of these cookbooks now the gorgeous photography and and is all nice but it's a bit overwhelming and maybe a little
1: bit too perfect sometimes right like you want you know to look like a home cook you want to also flip through a book and think to yourself I can make that right you know and that's what I was aiming to do with this book
0: no you've certainly done that because it's definitely I mean I'm already like a I don't want to say experienced cook because I I cook for a living. Oh, come on. No, no, no. But I, I, I you know, I'm married 20 years. So I, you know, i just, even if without the cooking business, I've made a lot of dinner. And I'm always looking for something new and not the same thing. And I find a lot of the new cookbooks or, you know, as fabulous as they all are, quite often will have just to take on something else. Right. These are all new and exciting, which is what I really right. liked about it.
1: And that's why I call it the new kosher, because I think that that, happens a lot in kosher cookbooks, that it's a lot of the same ideas because we're just trying to keep doing the same things that we love to do. And traditionally, these are the flavors that are of our childhoods. But I think it's okay now to have a new outlook on kosher. And that's why I call it the new kosher, that you can still cook beautiful, seasonal, fresh. You can try new ingredients. You could try new techniques. And they could still be super successful and super delicious, right? I like I like
0: the word seasonal. Yes. I love. We've all gotten so into that. I, I learned from Liz Reuven what what farm fresh and farm to table. She's the one that's taken me out to a lot of um, um, markets uh, markets and farm stands. I was in, actually in Pennsylvania last week, and there was a farm stand literally on the side of, in the Amish area, yeah. a farm stand. You don't actually, um, there's no one there taking the money. You put it almost in a push Yes. It tells you that tomatoes, each one is a dollar and the, a bag of apples, four, there was four, four in a bag was two dollars. So you, and you added that all up in your head and you left it in the push yeah. It was unbelievable. I don't think that would fly in New York. Uh, maybe not in New York City, but that's
1: the way. That's was, the way it used to be done. It was done. amazing. Yeah. it
0: was really. It was a beautiful thing. I got some farm fresh eggs, and I, I think the seasonal produce is fantastic. And you've really reflected that in your cooking. And you can see from the pictures that everything is very fresh. I love that the fact there's no kugels. or well, very, very few. Mm,
1: yeah, you know what? I'm not a. It, it's funny because I I talk a lot about um you know flavors of traditional judaism or traditional kosher foods and actually i'm going to be on a panel next week at the 92nd street Okay, tell us more um so it's going to be september 10th okay at 7 p.m is that like right before us thursday night oh gosh um, you're brave yes and it's the talk is called it's a panel called reimagining jewish cooking and oh. so I've been giving it some thought lately, and the truth is that Jewish cooking means totally different things for different people. Yeah. So if you ask a, a, an average New Yorker what's Jewish food, they're gonna say knishes, pastrami, kogol, et cetera, et cetera, but those are foods that I did not grow up eating. You right. know, for me, traditional um, Jewish food was you know my mother's fish on Friday night, Moroccan fish on Friday night right, you've got a Moroccan background. right, so I think it's so I think it's so personal, and I think what's cool now is that there we have with social media there's such a great um opportunity for people to share their voices, and you can learn so much and you know what's traditional for you is may not be traditional for me, but I can still borrow from that and I can still experiment with that and learn from that. And I think that it's really exciting for kosher kosher food and for the vision of kosher food and the direction that kosher food is going because it doesn't have to mean kosher cookbooks don't have to be the way they always were with, you know, brisket, which I love all of that. But I just think it's time, you know, for maybe a new perspective and a new approach. And that's what I'm trying to do with the new kosher.
0: Well, you've definitely achieved something gorgeous. I mean, even the front cover... And if we can get a picture, if you are watching, you can also watch us on NahumSiegel.com on Friday mornings or afterwards you can pick it up on the YouTube channel, Nahum Siegel Net, uh, on uh, YouTube. So uh, you can see us as well as hear us. We're becoming multisensory. Um, I think next week Shifra Klein's going to come in and we're going to make siman fish. Sorry, siman, siman uh, grilled cheese sandwiches with simanim oh, in
1: cool. the grilled
0: cheese. So. You know, we get to eat as well. So we're trying to pick up on all the senses. I guess the only people that can smell is us. Right. (laughs) You can't smell out there. Um, Okay. So, you know, you've got this gorgeous picture um, and it really just draws you into fresh, kosher, vegetables, light, healthy at the same time. Nothing's, you know, you have dessert, but you have to have dessert.
1: Look, I'm not a health food cook. Right. Right, and, um, we're going to hear more about know, that from, we're gonna, from
0: Beth. But Beth also believes in eating a little bit of dessert It yeah. depends on what the dessert and how much
2: dessert. And it's a choice, not a cheat. Yeah, Very good, <laughs> I like that.
1: Right, so, uh, you know, it, but I just feel like we're in a day and age where we know better. So we know what's good for us. We know that everything should be eaten in moderation. So I just apply that to my recipes and to my cooking in general. Okay, so we've got Rosh Hashanah
0: coming up. Yes. We're turning to you, oh my cookbook author, for some
1: inspiration. Yes. Well, for me, Rosh Hashanah is always a time of year where I cook lamb. I grew up eating lamb oh. probably twice a year, Rosh Hashanah and Pesach. And um, so for me, that's just a tradition. So. Rosh Hashanah equals lamb to me but I know not everybody loves it. I, so I love lamb. I love lamb. You probably also do better yeah. right? You're also you, better. I, I also think Rosh Hashanah I think it's nice to play up on the textures and the colors so I like to incorporate pomegranate definitely into my food so I have a delicious corn and poppy seed and pomegranate salad that's a crowd pleaser the kids love it delicious. oh i made that with cucumber yes
0: uh, that's on my notes see have a look at my notes <laughs> things that i've already made from the cookbook that i wanted to
1: tell you sticky chicky and corn pomegranate with a cucumber salad that was my husband goes you've got to make this now every single week and it's so easy and it's delicious um also butternut squash I like you know playing up the fall flavors i have a delicious recipe for butternut squash chips that's Ooh. also yes delicious i just thinly slice the butternut squash toss it in a little bit of olive oil salt pepper and some herbs de provence and i bake them the key is to use a few baking sheets and to really do one layer and then you put them in you bake them on a high heat until they crisp up and i serve them in a basket lined with you know a nice napkin and That's it. Everybody's just munching on it like chips. Delicious. And then when I have leftovers, I'll throw them into a a beautiful salad as like a crouton.
0: Oh, that's very nice. Delicious. Yes. Right. We're coming into that. And isn't, isn't, um, butternut squash one of the simani in any case? We're going to talk a little bit that on, on next week's show. I think, I think some of the squashes are kra might, it might be kra. See, I'm going to brush up for next week's show. It's been a year <laughs> since our last show. We're going to have Jay Booksbound and Shifra Klein talking about Simanim. Um, you can watch last year's on the archives on nachamsiegel.com. And I think we have two Simanim shows. I think we did one with Paget Robertson and Paget Rabag two years ago. And last year we had uh, Jay Booksbound with Naomi Ross also talking about it. So we're going to have yet another show because you can't get enough of the Simanim Because of all the social media, everyone's posting and sharing all these great ideas. I never did the same until like three years ago.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. We
0: did apples and honey and maybe a head of fish. My mother used to eat the fish. Right. Fish head. I'm like, ah. (laughs) Okay. um, So what from this book can, what inspire us from this book for Rosh Hashanah? Give us some simple ideas. Get us going. And, and, And also like, you can get this in all your local Judaica stores, by the way. If you can, if you do not have a lot of listeners from out of town, you cannot get it in your local Judaica store because you don't live near one, Amazon?
1: Amazon, all bookstores. Costco is carrying the book. Costco? Yeah. I'm so happy Thank for you. you. I feel like you know you've made it when you're in Costco. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, you know, all most of the bookstores out there should have it, and if they don't, just ask them to bring in the new kosher because it's you. readily available. Thank you. That is really great. Um, so I think soup, Rosh Hashanah. I love You know, I love one-pot chicken soup. This is a super easy recipe. You can make it in advance. Yeah, people need super easy because we got Shabbos the day before. Exactly. I'm freaking out. This year, it's going to be about the planning. You know, it's all about planning your cooking because you're right. We have There's a time issue with when the holiday comes in. So you've got to do as much as you can. You've got time.
0: It's almost about cooking and freezing. And if you're going to make something like stuffed cabbage for Rosh Hashanah, double it right away. And stick this batch in for rush, for sookers. Get it done ahead, and you know. Yeah, it's all Brisket about the freeze. Freezes front. well. Brisket freezes oh, well in sauce. Anything s- in sauce.
1: Soups freeze um, well, I think.
0: Um, soups freeze. You no, know, especially soups get better after they've been frozen. They concentrate. Also,
1: we're not talking about freezing it for six months. No. You know, put in the freezer for a week. Put in the freezer for two weeks. It'll be good. And to you're go. not
0: fl- freezing reheated leftovers.
1: Exactly. You're freezing,
0: and I talk about this all the time. You're freezing fresh. It's you've cooked it, you've cooled it, and you've frozen it. Mm-hmm. So when it comes out of the freezer, it got, most of it should go straight into the oven. If you let it defrost like potato kugel, it gets soggy. So mm-hmm. potato kugel should go freezer to oven. Chicken and meat can actually defrost, but if you're doing kugels, go freezer to oven. It really, it really works. I promise you. Let me know if it doesn't, <laughs> and let me know if it does. You know how to reach me.
1: <laughs> um, another great idea is. Um, Roast chicken, everybody loves that. That's traditional. I have a delicious recipe for a red roast chicken. Yeah, that that caught my eye right away. It's a beautiful picture. One of my favorites. You want to just bite into that, and I feel like it's going to be juicy right away from the bone. And it is, with garlic and seasonal vegetables, really delicious. The sticky chicky is just like a sticky, gooey, um, delicious chicken. And it was good
0: for Friday night even, even though I think you had said serve right away. It was good for Friday night because I had it on a very low oven. Um, It just got more juicy and more brown. Yeah, I
1: love it. My husband loves golden, dark chicken. So do I. I mean, and also if you want to serve a red meat, there's nothing like a a braised short rib. rib. Sorry, this is um, braised short rib. Let's hold this gorgeous picture up to the... (laughs) You just want to
0: just take that fork and scoop it into your mouth.
1: They're delicious. They cook very slowly, so they're really falling off the bone. Delicious. And I like the recipe has apple cider vinegar. I don't know. I, I like that kind. I like when it's Rosh Hashanah. And
0: you can make Playing
1: it. with that. Like, I like making a salad dressing. I just posted on Instagram a great recipe for an amazing salad dressing that uses actually apple cider vinegar and honey. So, I oh, think I love it's a great. It. And um, how do we, your Instagram page is Kim, Kim Kushner cuisine, cuisine, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you'll find so. Kim Kushner when you do the yes, search. You'll
1: find Kim Kushner. Search. And so Kim follow Kushner along. Cuisine. Follow along. A
0: lot of my listeners who did not have Instagram have joined Instagram just to meet.
1: Oh well, welcome, the,
0: welcome to, to Instagram. Just to meet some of the
1: guests and, yes. and follow them along. So absolutely. Um, I think side dishes. You know what? I always say, like for cooking for a high holiday. People make themselves crazy. For me, the way I like to do it is I like to pick recipes that I know are great as mains. Like a main, for a main dish, I'll do a great roast chicken or I'll do a great short bit, short rib. But then I really play it up with the sides. So I'll do a bunch of sides. Like I'll do, um, I have a great recipe here for crispy, shaved Brussels sprouts. Mm. Delicious. I have the butternut squash chips. Delicious. Quinoa. Everybody loves I love quinoa. quinoa now. It's the new rice. It's the new rice. And then you can throw pomegranate. You know, you can even make a beautiful hummus. And it's about the presentation. Drizzle great olive oil. Sprinkle some pomegranate seeds over. It makes it for I Rosh Hashanah.
0: from you. You have in your first book cauliflower with china. Yes. I've actually done it with some hummus because I didn't have tchino ones. I watered down some hummus with some lemon juice and sprinkled it with pomegranate seeds. And it's such a beautiful presentation. But you can top all these beautiful side dishes with some green parsley or
1: pomegranates. Absolutely. Um, very thin apple slices, apple peel curls. There's so much to work oh, with. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's really... Yeah, you get
0: more and more creative as it goes along. I just want to say that I'm really hungry right now because we've been talking about food for the last 19 minutes and my stomach is growling. All right, we'll have to make sure that we bring food next time. We talk incessantly about cookbooks. And I'm looking at these gorgeous pictures as well. So, Okay, uh, very nice. I like that one. Yeah, so, Um, you
1: know, for desserts also... Everybody loves a honey cake. Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody loves a honey cake. Um, everybody loves the, the usuals. But it's nice to try something new. I'm very into making chocolate bark myself. And another thing is, like, Rosh Hashanah, I don't know about you, but I'm ta- I love giving flowers. But I also have started giving a lot of, like, gourmet gifts. Oh, that's so! Cute. One of the things that I'll do is like the salad dressing—the apple and hun- the, the apple cider and honey salad dressing. I put it in a beautiful jar, I tie a great ribbon, and I gift it to my friends. Everybody wants a great jar of salad dressing in their fridge to have over oh, the chagim. A cute idea. I also love doing mason jars or yes, something. Yes, beautiful mason jars. I also love making this chocolate bark with rose petals and um, different types of nuts, breaking it up, putting it in a cookie jar, gifting it to friends. There's so many nice personal ways to give a gourmet gift, and I, I love doing that. I'm teaching a lot of classes. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, tell us where. So I want to get what? to your class. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm teaching a lot of cooking classes. That's that's the basis of my business. A lot of them are privately organized. So if you have a group that you want to get together, and you know a specific thing that you want to learn, you can reach out to me at kimcushner.com, and we can set something up. I'm um, also. I have a bunch of things coming up um, yeah. in New York, in Brooklyn, um, in in Deal. I am going to be in Deal. I'm going to be in Montreal next month doing a demo. I'm going to be in Australia. What? Yes. Wow. Who's I'm bringing I'm going to be up? in Australia. Um, in um, I am going to be there right after the holidays. Right after Simchat Torah.
0: Ah, oh, it'll be. And nice I'm going to be warm. in
1: Mal- Melbourne.
0: Okay, and we're
1: going to be doing some book promotions there. That is yes. so cool. So I'm from Sydney. Are you oh, cool. Go, you, are you going to Sydney? I'm going for a very short time, so I don't know if I'm going to make you've it gotta there. You've got to go to Sydney for a day,
0: two days. Okay. <laughs> it's it's not that Melbourne's not gorgeous, but Sydney's spectacular.
1: I've the I've harbor. been I've oh, been, been before. Okay, so you so know you know. It's you know. Okay, if yes. you've been
0: you've you've okay yeah long flight for a couple of yeah. days. Yeah, I went once for six days. It was torture.
1: Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's very <laughs> hard. When my
0: grandmother was sick, you just got to do it. Yeah, you know? of course, of course. Oh,
1: very nice.
0: Okay, so where else? Uh, where? So how do people find so, out, So, yeah, Sign just out. reach
1: out to me. Um, or you if, can find more information on kimkushner.com, mm-hmm. and you can, if you follow on social media, I always post where I'm teaching next, right. where, where I'm speaking next. Like I said, next week I'll be at the 92nd Street. Why, you can go on. Who no- are the other panelists? Pet- so they are um, two brother restaurateurs. Their names are, they're the Sussman brothers there's max and eli sussman okay and they have a totally different perspective th- than me on um jewish cuisine but it's going to surely make for a very interesting conversation and they're two really cool guys and you can get more information on at www.92y.org okay yeah i'm sure that's that sounds really fascinating yeah. i wish it wasn't right before
0: yonder because i'm t- i would totally go to that that sounds fantastic
1: it's still going to be great if you're around yeah. in the neighborhood. Yeah, it's yeah, and especially that we've got lots
0: of Manhattaners and Lower East Siders that it's just
1: right uptown for them. Absolutely. So,
0: okay, lovely. Okay, so it's an incredible book.
1: Thank um, you so much. It's a great
0: follow-up, the first book to the second book. Um, Thank you. Make sure you order them, uh, Amazon or in your local bookstore or Costco. I feel like, you know, if you're in Costco – I know Abel's and Hyman, and Abel's and Hyman went into Costco. I'm like, whoa, that's amazing! And um, I, I've even seen uh, sincerely Bridget cheeses there now, which is really nice. They're a line of amazing kosher cheeses that they're uh, bought in. So they really know their audience, yeah, Costco. That's great. Fantastic. All right, thank you so much. My I don't pleasure. know if you can stick around and know how busy your day is, um, but I'm going to get you to switch seats with Absolutely. Um, actually, you know what? Maybe Josh will come first, Hi. and then and then uh, Beth that's will yours. join us in a couple of minutes. We're doing a little bit of switch around right here on Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachman Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abelson and Hyman. We are also heard on Arut Sheva English Radio. Hello, Josh Shulman. Hi, Naomi. Good to see you. Nice to see you too. Okay, welcome. This is the studio that we were talking about. It actually exists.
3: Okay, it's great to be here.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you so much for coming. So Josh is a friend from home. Um friends with his cousins, his siblings, his parents, his aunts and uncles—we uh, go way back for at least five years. <laughs> Long time friend. Um, Josh is—I I have the stuff. I brought it okay. with me. We're very, very informal here uh, on, on this on the studio. I'm just opening up the plastic bag. Um, Josh owns a company, which I thought was um, something that we I wanted to share with my listeners. Josh reached out to me at the beginning of the summer. Was Maybe even towards the end of Pesach. I think you started around Pesach I was,
3: Yeah, right about that time.
0: Um, and, you know, we Jewish women, we love a good, quick and easy recipe. But besides our cooking, it's our cleanup, right? We want to have clean, easy cleanup that we've used beautiful dishes with because we've pre- made this delicious food, we've presented it on beautiful dishes, and now we have to clean it up. So it's a bit annoying to stand there washing all these dishes. So Josh has started a company... Called Dazzling Disposables. I got it right. And I'm just out of my gorgeous Gourmet Glut bag. Um, you know, these yellow Gourmet Glut bags, I just want to say, are like icons around the world. And that even this one also says, Shanatova. How cool is that? Only in New York, right? Shanatova. Uh, from Gourmet Glut. That's their shopping bag. I'm just unpacking it. Um Josh has got some gorgeous. I'm going to just take down the cookbook. Wow. All right. Oh, they're taking so cute. They're taking pictures over there. Okay, so we've got gorgeous, gorgeous silver plastic
3: wear. Um, the silverware keeps coming out with new patterns, um, new trends. I think one of the latest trends that's there in the what they call like the stainless steel look flatware um, is the hammered flatware, which I guess you could show the uh, T- talking video to the camera. Mic- okay, which I guess you could show the video camera.
0: Right, so um, make sure you're watching us. I'm going to hold up. So we, you've got this online disposable website not disposable website, for disposable. Yeah, the website is
3: real, but the we're selling real, but disposables.
0: The selling disposables. Look how gorgeous this stuff is. It looks like real China, right? So you can set a beautiful table. We've got all kinds of gorgeous, gorgeous stuff here. This one is gold. It's plastic. And if you, we have a lot of listeners, as we said earlier, that live out of town.
3: Right. So I was actually, um, the last uh, seven or eight years I was working and selling uh, industrial and commercial restaurant supplies. And I saw the um, need for there to be um, people using plastic, people that were either um, making parties and didn't have enough of their own dinnerware set to accommodate all the people that they were having, or people that just didn't want to sit there and have to worry about cleaning up a sink full of dishes after the night. Uh, that's my and biggest nightmare. And just to like, enjoy the company that they're having, concentrate on cooking the food, getting all the great Recipes from this show, and um, so I saw the need for a uh, for a plastic, um, a company selling plastic plates and um, and the like. Um, and when I looked online, you know, the first thing that I noticed was that most of these websites um, they do not offer any free shipping, and if they do, it's a very high threshold. Most yeah, of them is. don't offer anything at all. Some of them offer it at $500, then I saw one that was like at $275, and I just said that like you have have to place a $275 order in order to receive the free shipping, and I said we have to just make plastic available to anyone who wants it at a reasonable price, and we have to include, you know, we have to give free shipping because that's the way that Amazon is doing things, and that's the way that people are expecting to, to do things. So when we came out, we started at $99 free shipping, and everyone said you can't do $99 free shipping because... You're gonna lose money. Josh can do it. But um, you know, because of um you know we were working on very small margins and giving people the free shipping, but I think people enjoyed uh being able to get it anywhere and in a pretty short amount of time we had customers that were just placing orders on a uh, regular business and we were able to, you know, maintain this um and keep it at the right price. Um and keep it at a competitive price. It's
0: it's fantastic. Um, I'm just hold- while you're talking, I'm just holding up to the screen. Um, all these gorgeous different designs, so make sure you watch us on the YouTube channel. Um, If you're listening now, make sure you catch it later. We're about minute 27 into the show. Um, So you uh, want to make sure that you see these gorgeous, gorgeous designs. And this is more of a simple one, square.
3: Um, Yeah, you know what? The the need for white plates is sometimes people don't have to think about what it's going to match in their living room or how it's going to match the other items that they have. So it seems to be that white... Um, Is pretty popular in that sense, but for people that want to be um, more picky and match their decor, so then we have, obviously, other colors available. I serve
0: everything on white dishes. I know I have two cookbook authors right there, (laughs) Kim and Beth, and they will tell you that everything pops on white. You know, you could buy, like, say, even these for – wait, this is my
3: favorite.
0: (laughs) I like this one, right? So I do this, Um, and then you can use this bigger square dinner plate for a, platter.
3: a lot of people are doing that using. The I love this idea.
0: Okay, now we have to talk about plasticware because there's nothing more it's despicable to me. I'm going to use that word. It's a very strong word. of drinking out of plastic, they crumble. They, bleh, you know, they fall apart. This is like a real drinking cup.
3: Um, yeah. So we did recently introduce a line of premium glassware. Look, how um,
0: CK is very impressed. He's giving it the big smile and nod. This is gorgeous. It's glazy. It's how this looks real. Okay,
3: um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. This is our newest line of premium glassware. Um, it's a little bit hard, probably, to see. It's more when you uh, feel it. But basically, um, plastic has become, you know, has becoming. They keep innovating the styles and um, innovating the design and the weights. And they've really come out with um, both, like, in shot glasses. Oh, and shot glasses. In, um, you know, where it's really oh, a heavier nice. plastic where it just doesn't have. That plastic feel, and that's really the, right, um, I hate. you know, and idea. So you can get they things. tip, but this isn't going to tip easily
0: because, A, it's got like a con- – Oh, ZK's really into this because you've got little kids. They're probably always knocking over, right? I it's like gesund. It. It's gesund, right?
1: Quality.
0: Um So it's got this rounded concave bottom and then on a proper stem almost, like at this little edge, I don't know how to describe am I doing a good job describing (laughs) this? This is really solid. Look. I'm moving it. It hasn't oh okay now it's hit that was too much. But this is really solid.
2: Very
0: stable. Ah I love it. We're really into this. Okay, Zika ZK and I we should order a box for Yonter. Okay, and, and uh, this is lovely. And also the shot glass. Maybe we need to have a l'chaim for the start of Absolutely. the new season. I'm, I'm
3: ready. to fly away if you eat outdoors.
0: <laughs> right, that's another. circus is coming up. All the, those cheap paper cups go flying. flying. there you go. He's, you want to join us? <laughs> yeah. ZK's doing a great job here. This is great. No, this is like sookers time. The paper plates, they always fly away. I mean, as much as I love amazing savings, those great square plates they have, they're always flying around in the sukkah. This is a Gazunter plate. And it's classy. You know, nobody in Australia when I was growing up used paper. Number one paper's really expensive there. So you've now made a an affordable, heavy duty plastic gourmet gorgeous line of food. Of of not food. You see I always make it synonymous. Of disposable they really are dazzling disposables. Thank you. Okay. Um, how do we find you?
3: Okay. So, I mean, the best way to find me is to go to the website, dazzlingdisposables.com, D-A-Z-Z-L-I-N-G, disposables. Um, and everything is there. Um, the website is pretty well organized. Um, none of the categories are hidden. So you'll see there's a dinnerware category, which has all the plates. And then you can go to the glassware. Are um, you doing et the et yonder
0: sets like we spoke about?
3: Um, I am racing around the clock to try to get um, some Young diff sets ready. We're, we're calling them the party packages.
2: I like and that. And that
3: idea, it's uh, pretty much a section which is coming soon, hopefully in the next two weeks. Um, and that's basically where if somebody is making a party, um, they could just buy the complete set. So you could choose whether you want a three-course meal or a two-course meal, and then it's you'll buy one item, which will be full service for 20 people, and that will include a appetizer plate, a... Dinner plate, a dessert plate, um, three forks, one for each course, um, along with uh, you know two spoons and a knife. You'll get your glassware, you'll get your napkin. So it should really take someone you know from the time that they look at the site till the time that they place their order about two minutes, uh, maybe a little bit less. But that way, if you're having people, you could just um, you know they usually start at about two dollars um, or two fifty a head, depending on the pattern and what comes with it, but it's just simple and easy. And no cleanup, um, And Just no chuck cleanup. It out. So it's just easy to order and then out. easy to clean up. And, and Josh has a coupon code for our listeners right here on Table for Two. Um, yeah, we we're trying to figure out which coupon code to use, but I think the one that we decided on was NAOMI10, and that's going to be 10% off, um, no Whoa. minimum order required. So I, I definitely Dazzling phone. Disposables. Um, if you could get that order to $99 and use NAOMI10, so it's free shipping, it's an additional 10% off. Wow. Um, ZK is
0: writing all this down.
3: Definitely something you want to take advantage of?
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be taking advantage of that as well as my listeners because that's cool. I like when I type in my own name for a coupon code. There's actually still one for Grow and Behold Meats. If you want to use Grow and Behold Meats, you can um, just tell them um, table for two and they'll give you a discount also. So that's cool. I like that. Thanks so
3: much. Okay. Thank this thank you is for great. Me. So,
0: DazzlingDisposables.com for amazing, gorgeous, paper, uh, no, plasticware, not paper, it's, it's plasticware. Let's make sure it's not paper, it's plastic. And thank you for coming in and sharing this exciting news and I hope that uh, your business is especially for our out-of-town customers who can't get to a local paper goods store. So.
3: Okay, thank you. And I nice think you again.
0: Likewise, take care. I'm going to take these back <laughs> okay. for
3: you. All,
0: all right, thank you very much. That was Josh Schulman, owner of Dazzing Disposables. Okay, we're just moving all the cutlery away. As, did Kim leave? Yeah. Did you take my book with her?
2: No, she left it. Okay, cool. And she signed it. <laughs> and
0: she signed it. I told Kim and, and Beth I bought in the books the copies that they originally gave me in their first guest on the show because I want them to sign it. Because you sign my book, right? Oh, I have to sign yours. You have to yeah. sign my book. It <laughs> makes the book more valuable. Did you know that?
2: Oh, does it? Yeah,
0: yeah. Especially I when thought it just
2: also personal. Yeah, personal. it's nice. Well,
0: yeah. yeah, I'm not really about selling it afterwards i'm just you know yeah. it's nice to have you know authors i think so too yeah so how are you i'm good how are you doing good we had so much fun last week i know
2: it was foodie nice. adventures Booty adventures fun. right and
0: like meeting new friends like i've yeah. known josh's family for a long time and you know but I, I love to meet new friends i like to meet everyone out there too
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah putting faces to the names it just adds it, a whole nother level of it that. was great i was actually at a wedding the other day uh dancing in the circle
0: the horror you know and mm. my at my, my friend's daughter's wedding and a girl comes up to me and she, you know, we're dancing. And she held my hand. She goes, Oh, I know who you are. Your name is Nachman. Yes. I listen to your radio show.
2: My husband laughs that I cannot cook on Friday morning without listening to your show. Like, thank you. Yeah, it's so nice when people reach out to you. You know, otherwise they're kind of just looking at you like, I, I know you. And it's no. really when they come and introduce themselves. I love great. that. Um, yeah.
0: People came over to me at the cotel. I don't want to be the, to brag. Right. So, <laughs> but so people came over to me at the cotel on Friday night, like people who listen to my show and mm-hmm. got emails from people saying.
2: No, but it's nice for people yeah. to know because they're not sure if they should
0: come up to
1: you. So. Right.
2: No, it's good. Yeah. Come up to me.
1: And I, <laughs> I want
0: to meet everyone. I love to meet people and yeah. I, you know, people who have given me the opportunities to, you know, Have the show Mm -hmm. and I really appreciate it. I only have the show because people are listening. Okay, so let's, let's talk some food. Let's talk some healthy food and how am I going to stay slim over Yontiff? Because Kim's food is amazing. Mm -hmm. I like to think my food is pretty good too, but how am I going to
2: stop myself from like, you know, how do I control myself? It's a really good question because really what we're looking at here is a holiday season. Right. It's It's not just one day. Right. It's not Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) Exactly. And a lot of it. 15 dinners. Yeah. And a lot of it is actually, I should do the count. I do a count every year of how many meals it really is because a lot of it is going from a Shabbat into a holiday. And a lot of that has to do with lifestyle factors, like we're sitting a lot and we're socializing and we can't drive and we can't move around. And it's not only about the eating. So if we take it out of context to maybe have a strategy that's not only revolved around eating, that also maybe taking walks and it's still nice weather outside and things like that that make it more than just about the food is really important. Right. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine, you know. Everything that revol- I mean, it does revolves revolve around food. It revolves around food, that, revolves food and tradition. Praying, yeah. and, yeah, and that doesn't have to be a bad thing. I love food. And, right. and I, I love that we have these traditional recipes that we make. And everyone looks forward to certain things every holiday. And I want people to actually look forward to certain recipes every holiday. That's the point. Meaning if you're going to your aunt's house for a meal and you know that she always makes this specific dish that you like, I want you to have that in your mind and plan that this is going to be my meat. This is going to be my source of protein in this meal because I love the way she cooks it. I want people to look forward to it. The hardest thing is when when you're not planning and when you go somewhere that you don't know what they're cooking or what they're having. And in that sense, I always say, everything's usually put out on the table and and scout out the vegetables. First find that. Those are your friends. Hopefully, they have them, Right. But whether it's cooked or whether it's raw. First, try to find those and put those on your plate. Start off with that. Make that at least half your plate. Oh, that's a
0: good trick. I
2: love that. Yeah, and, and it'll slow you down. So even if you if you come to the meal starving, you forgot to eat a snack before you go to shul, which I recommend completely, not coming to the meal starving. Right. That's best. You know what the problem is with Rosh Hashanah Day is it's a long davening. It's,
0: it's a long And day. you're going in there ravenous. And, so, you know, men sometimes don't eat before the meal. So they're having maybe a cup of coffee and that's it.
2: Right. And they come to that meal like they want to eat the table. Exactly. So it's about pacing yourself because you will be starving, especially if you've gone that long without eating. And that's when you get in that cycle of, of eating quickly and eating heavy and then having that feeling that you just don't feel very good and you feel bloated and heavy. And then that leads into the next meal. And it's just that 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 cycle. So we want to try to pace ourselves so we can eat as light as possible. Because if you take a good twenty minutes to eat, it, it, it sounds funny. It sounds like we already know this, yet people are eating so quickly and so fast. Keep reminding us. I'm such a fast eater. It's yeah. terrible. So it's you really will start to feel full a lot sooner than if you're eating way too quickly, and that's going to be what your body wants to do because you're going so many hours without eating. Now, of course, I would recommend to people if they could get a snack in there before the meal or eat a breakfast, for sure do it if that's their custom and they're able to do something like that I, I really think people should stop and, and eat something it's not a good idea you know people might think well you know, it's better I don't eat I know I'm going to eat a big meal later that's the biggest mistake if that's your strategy I really encourage you to right I'm not a day. big
0: breakfast eater which everyone yells at me for I yeah know. well
2: these days of the holiday you really should not I need to eat yeah.
0: breakfast I really need to eat, eat breakfast because come 11 o'clock I'm like
2: starving okay today's 10 and I'm starving because exactly and a lot of it though does have to do with the social aspects of eating the fact that we're around family and it's our favorite foods and there's nice desserts and it's late and we're just tired or whatever that is but a lot of it also has to do with the fact that you really are starving so you could help that starving feeling you could actually eat your snacks and eat intelligently throughout the day and at least that won't be a factor and then you just have to deal with the social aspects of it or the fact that you're at someone's house and you you know you kind of either love the food or don't like the food and that makes it Difficult on both ends, um, but at least you won't be starving. That that part you could help. You don't have to come to the meal starving.
0: Okay, so you were talking before about filling up your plate mm-hmm. half with salad. So
2: what should be the other? The rest. Half? I love this <laughs> idea. I'm I'm really hung up on that. It, it's a really easy strategy to follow because okay. everyone has a plate. I mean, well, got, oh, we look, are look, eating, 100. we literally have a lot. Oh, of I plates. actually could show you on this. So if half is vegetables, do we have a, do we have a magic
0: marker here, like a
2: sharpie? Mark it up. Yeah. You are going to mark it up. That's exciting. Okay. I if like Joshua would be here, he'll. Well, I make kids you when I... This
0: is, make, this is a small plate.
2: Uh, We're going to use. I actually plate. rather the smaller plate. Okay. But that's okay. okay. Whatever you no, want. No, no. It's it's a. This is fine. That's probably you want more it, of a realistic size. Yeah. Exactly. You want it to be about nine inches of the actual plate. Um, of the actual plate that you're eating from. So forget about the decoration. Okay. Okay. Um, good point. Yes, and you want to just half it down the middle. She's drawing a line. So first, you put half vegetables, non-starchy vegetables. The right salad, peppers. The right salad. <laughs> a salad. Everyone calls it a salad. But even if there's cooked salad vegetables, veggies, whether there's string beans or you know whatever, cauliflower or something. Um, and then you make a quarter like that. So this is the my plate. Um, a, I love a, this idea. I yeah. don't know why we have done, done this protein. Before. And ideally, it's a lean protein. But I know we all love our red meat on the holiday. And then there's a the carb. So hopefully that also is whole grain, which is not always easy. But okay. Give us some examples of what we talk about, whole
0: grain carbs. What's yeah. a whole grain carb? It's obviously not a Ta-da. potato. Um,
2: it could be. It's just Really? That people have different opinions about that because it's a high glycemic index, meaning it yeah. converts into sugar pretty quickly in your body. But um, actually the way we're kind of making it over the holidays with oil and things, so that actually lowers the glycemic index. Um, but it's really about portion control. Um I don't want people to come into the holiday thinking restriction because that's going to backfire day one because there's so many temptations around them. Or if it doesn't backfire by Rosh Hashanah, by Sukkot, for sure your, your Finish. willpower is gone. Yeah. And you don't want that to happen either. You don't want to go into the race, you know, winning and then at the end lose it all. So you have to be realistic and say, I know I love my potatoes on the holiday and that's fine, but I'm going to keep it to a half a cup. That's going to be my carbohydrate. That means I'm going to watch my challah. Because that's also carbohydrate. That's not free just because we have to do it for the bracha.
0: Oh, I know. <laughs> you know. That's torture. Apples and freshly
2: baked challah. Uh, yeah. Like the first night is a killer. So here's the thing. We have so many days of this in a great way. What I mean by that is we know that we're going to get challah the next meal and the next meal and the meal after that. And there's most likely going to be raisins in that one too. And you don't have to come out of the floodgates and just say, I, I, I love all this food so I'm eating this all the first day. Spread it out. Say, you know, I want my carbohydrate to be this raisin challah, whatever, you know, you do in your family um, on this night. Because I know that the potato kugel is coming out the next day and I want that to be more of my starch. So you should have a day. smaller piece of challah exactly. the next so day so, so you just can just have potato. Exactly. So you just do the piece for the Clever bracha. Clever girl.
0: Clever girl. Yeah,
2: the piece for the bracha that night that you want your carbohydrate to be something else and then save it. It's not going anywhere. We have so many days of this and trust me, even if it did go somewhere and you never saw it again, it's in that moment, that instant that makes the decision the hardest. So just we have to just get past it. I even get tempted. If you're eating your dessert comes out 10.30 at night,
1: realistically,
2: I know. I know, you're your willpower. still so late. It's, yeah. it's like next week and it's, Shabbat still goes out at 8.30, 8.15. It's going to be late and you're going to be tired. So that could either work to your advantage that you tell yourself, I really don't need this right now or it could be like, well, this is difficult for me to say no to now. The, the the longer you hold on to it, the good thing is that it gets put away or you leave that house that you're a guest at. And then out of sight, out of mind, it's okay. It's that moment when it's in front of you that you have to be really mindful and in the moment and, and talk to yourself. You don't have to talk out loud to yourself, but you can talk in your mind and just say, I'm not even hungry right now. This is not what I want right now. I like the dessert that I have prepared for tomorrow. I'd rather have it then. I'm going to enjoy it more. You have to con, it's a constant that you're going to have to be speaking to yourself right. while conversing with other people and being social. Right. But it, it's, you, you got to know that it, it's not going to be an easy, um, if it's, if your mind's not in it. It's, you have to be mindful about it. I call it, I call
0: it for myself accountability because.
2: You know, people will say to me,
0: okay, you're a chef and you're always eating. And if you see on Instagram, I'm literally always eating Mm. Um, and that I'm not so overweight. I always have in the back of my head what I'm eating, like for the day. You know, I'd really try on a regular day to be accountable for my day. And if I had a big day the one day, I have to make sure
1: the
2: next day I'm a little stricter. You're You're thinking forward, which is great because... A lot of people tell me for the opposite. Well, I wasn't hungry right now, so I didn't eat because I skipped lunch because I was so full from the dinner the night before. Okay, well, now you're going to go into that second night of dinner and be starving and overeat that you should have just eaten lunch. So right. you have to be plan also ahead, not only for the moment. So if you're not as hungry as lunch, that's great. So have just vegetables and a protein and keep it light. Don't have tons of carbohydrate. Don't have a dessert with it. But don't say that. If you skip lunch, you know, now we're going to eat a bigger dinner. That That's – we have to plan ahead as well. So it's as much as it is for the moment, it's also for the future because there's so many days.
0: I know. I've, and especially we've got Shabbos Sunday
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then two days of Tov. I don't
2: know if I like a three-day
0: Tov better. I'm not sure. This is really hard. Business-wise, it's very hard because yeah. – I'm losing a day and right. this week for Rosh Hashanah, I've got Sunday, Monday off. Right. Um, cause all the family's home. So I can't, it's hard to get everything it's in. Work so week
2: wise, it's, difficult. it's, it's a
0: very, it's a very, t- and, and for busy mums, you mm-hmm. know, that's why paper plates yeah. and, and great cookbooks and, and there Easy are, things, and there are things like kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. If you're too busy to do that, I, you know, I ordered a kitchen sink, um, for this week. I put yeah. on <laughs> it an Instagram. It was my present to myself. It was actually, I did it from the buy one, get one free when he had that package. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's still going. You can call Doug at uh, Kitchen Sink and ask him. Um, but for Rosh Hashanah, it's a great idea for the busy mom because you want fresh food and it's it's really high quality And agreements. it's a lot
2: of meals that you're preparing. It's, right, it's so. a lot of
0: meals. So I bought myself one and I got one for a friend, you know, the buy one, get one. And the, it was so delicious. My mouth... Now, um, I've been talking the whole hour how hungry I am.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start eating breakfast now, Beth, I yeah, promise. I you. Um, but, um, you know, it's it just... It was a delicious, delicious meal, you know, and it was healthy. It was um, pad thai chicken with um, some lettuce wraps. And it was fresh. It was everything fresh, fresh. Fresh lettuce, ground chicken. It was, there are healthy options out there. Right. You know, either from kitchen sink or from, from gomeglat. glut has... Tons of grilled chicken. Chapanash has it in their takeout mm. section. You can do grilled chicken. You don't have to order the things that are deep fried cauliflower. No, you know, not
2: these days. And a lot of places are even preparing vegetables now too. If people are intimidated with cooking vegetables, I've picked up string beans that have already been cooked and other roasted vegetables and it makes it really easy. I was just got from the butcher. They put it on a skewer and I marinated it. That was why... Oh, you actually commented that. It looked yummy. Oh, it was... So oh even, my God. I didn't even have to cut those amazing. vegetables. It came like that and I just put some balsamic vinegar and oil and that was it so right. you could get shortcuts like that and still be healthy um, but we should always think vegetables a lot of times we're so excited about the brisket and all these traditional main dishes that and that's what i liked what kim said before about all the sides that she gets into because the sides and she, mm. if you if you notice the ones she mentioned of sides were all vegetables right yeah So there was no I yeah i don't think there's a kugel in her book and i love that it, taking advantage of your sides should be vegetables and we should think first in, in our minds about that, what should our sides be, and then you know your means are usual roasted chicken and brisket and this and that, take advantage that your sides should be veggies. No, I, I I love that. It's it's. I cannot wait to make all this great stuff. And yeah.
0: you know, I do actually leave my oven on on Yontif. Mm-hmm. So I I I do cook away. I have to remember to put it on Shabbos mode, Yontif, but I do cook on Yontif, and I have no problem throwing in some fresh vegetables. You know what? Gourmet Glad has all these pre-made vegetables, right. pre-checked. Pre-checked. So, so all I do is open up a package of checked cauliflower, drizzle some olive oil and salt, mm-hmm. some maybe some other spices, um, cumin. I love cumin.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, cumin or curry or turmeric. Um, Susie Fishbun has a the you know that popcorn cauliflower everybody does, and you can throw that in on your. For zucchinis or mm-hmm. like mushrooms. And watch
2: how they're the first to go in the meal. Right. It I usually thro- I
0: used to throw out kugels Yeah. Every week in the garbage, in the garbage, and those mm-hmm. frozen bodic bags are like seven, eight dollars a bag, right. and the mayo and the this and the. The vegetables is nothing left, and if there is a little bit left over, we eat it for sharshudas or a little bit of a snack in the afternoon, 100%. rather than having cake and tea. We are real eaters. A hundred percent, real. Here, here you go. I'm grabbing Beth's book. We love real food, right? And this is a great book. That let's talk a little bit more about your book for the last ten minutes that we have here. I'm loving this book. Oh, thank you. It's great, and it's like really good tips. You want to talk a little bit? You were on the show a couple months ago.
2: Yes, I was. Was it in the the winter? Book first came out. Yeah, I think so. It was almost the. It's crazy. Time's flying. It was almost a year. But I wrote a book, living a real life with real food, and it's how to get healthy, lose weight, and stay energized the kosher way. So I wrote. It's basically a diet book that I wrote from a kosher perspective, where I take into account all our lifestyle challenges that we have, like like the holidays and social situations because we do like to uh, always have these um, social gatherings around food, which is great, but we just have to make them more about the socialness as opposed to um, about always eating or overeating. So um, I have some meal plans and recipes of my traditional um Jewish background where I have Sephardic and Ashkenazic and I love that. Yeah. Scott.
0: I have, I had, like, because Kim's Moroccan. Yeah. And- so
2: I have some Moroccan fish in there because my husband's family is Moroccan. So there's a lot of, um, interesting twists on traditional recipes with the healthier versions. And I always encourage people that anytime you can make a recipe healthier, whatever little Little change you make. Instead of frying it, you bake it. Instead of this, it matters. It matters, especially when you're coming into these large meals. Um, you could save the couple of dishes that you like the way you like them, and and those are more like treats. This is special. We do this on the holiday. But like I said, like do, taking advantage of your side dishes and making them more about vegetables. So I have a lot of um, easy vegetable dishes in there. I, I work with kale and I work with all these vegetables that sound. Intimidating, but I make them really simple to, to create and they're divided by the food groups. So there's um, proteins, vegetables, starches, and then there's a couple of desserts in there. Easy, um, to make and follow with a meal plan. If you do want to lose weight, um, how we could incorporate those traditional recipes into a diet strategy and still lose weight. So that's the book. I love it. Yeah. It's great. I've really enjoyed it. I, and the,
0: by the way, the buzzer gown that I bought. Yeah. The other day, so I bought it to so remember I was going right, to Lancaster right. afterwards. It was so good, and my friends had never had it before. Um, but I was thinking about making for Rosh Hashanah
2: with bulg with uh, quinoa. Yeah, people do that with quinoa, and there's a bazagan recipe in there. Yeah, that's what
0: I, what yeah. I was thinking. I love it. I mm-hmm. had. The, I think the first time I had bazagan was at Kosher Fest.
2: Oh, wow, really? Yeah, I
0: don't know why it had not come across my radar. And every time I go into Brooklyn or some of these, like, little shops, that because we, we don't have in the Five Towns buzzer gun. Oh, nothing. Not, Just tahina
2: and hummus. Not out, yet.
0: But, yeah, right? Yeah. I loved tahina and hummus. Mm-hmm. There is no, my, my oldest daughter did not like it. Till about... About two months ago, she went on a trip with some friends and they introduced her to hummus and now she loves it. And yeah. it's so healthy. It's protein. Oh, it's
2: great. I love that it it's, became it's, so uh, accepted in just the whole world. <laughs> it's great food. I, I think it's the uh, sabra hummus is the
0: official um dip of the NFL.
2: Oh, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's very funny. Like funny. we have worked our way into the American culture. That's it's great. Fantastic.
2: It's great. It's just about trying new things and then keep incorporating them into your diet and you'll like them. Right.
0: Yeah, no, That's it's the goal. It's great. And I love that you've got color pictures.
2: Yeah, the pictures are the funnest
1: part.
0: Here they go. This is what I was looking for. Okay, this veggie burger mm-hmm. looks like meat.
2: Yeah, because it's lentils. It's great. Yeah, it's lentil based. So lentils they- are really hearty. Yeah, do they um or do they freeze well? Yeah, veggie burgers freeze really well. That that's what I we were talking before about freezing and preparing Yeah, hair. and usually they're pretty cumbersome to kind of patchy together. So, um I recommend when people to make a lot of them and then freeze them. Um for sure. And then you could just put heat them up right away. You don't have to defrost them nothing like that. Okay. Yeah. So, here's my question. I love to eat salads.
0: Mm-hmm. I love to eat protein. But then I get a bit hungry, like I feel like without that little bit of carb. Yeah, and, and I think you, if you, you leave showed. out the carb yeah, you get yeah, and, and just remember,
2: carbohydrates don't always mean starches, meaning a, half a sweet potato has carbohydrate. You don't have to have bread at every meal. It's more about understanding what makes up a carbohydrate. Beans and chickpeas, you can make a, a beans and chickpeas salad, and that also contributes towards carbohydrates. Oh, so it's a carbohydrate and it's a salad. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a good one. And okay. you, or you could add that on top of your leafy green salad or whatever it is. And then if you do want a, a grain, a it, half a cup cooked is fine. A half a cup cooked is only this big. Okay, so let's talk about – we've
0: got – I know this is like jumping in my head now. Mm-hmm.
2: I've, got, uh, some salads, I've,
0: uh, I've got some salads. I've got some farro salad or You're something. Right, which is a whole which grain. Which is a whole grain. Can you list just a few of the whole grains? Yeah,
2: so whole grains, um, brown rice, quinoa, farro, bulgur, um, wild rice, all these that people think that, oh, I don't like whole wheat. There's all these other options. Right, so they are – and so
0: one portion of that, let's talk about if I wanted to have – a portion. So, I've got my plate in half. Yeah. Tons of salads. And I've got. So, that my, little
2: quarter I've over got there? Or...
0: dark meat chicken cutlets, yeah. my puggy which I'm obsessed with. So, I've been making that.
2: Now, here is my cups. Right. So, what's my measurement? A half a cup cup, uh-huh. which is pretty small compared to what people are typically used to. Okay. So, if your hand, it's basically like a, a fist of a hand. They say this is a cup measurement. but you have a bigger cup. hand than me. Do you? I'm using your hand. So usually when people tell me that, I say that they could probably use a little more <laughs> um, in their diet. But sque- this is supposed to be like a cup, but I don't think this is a cup. I think this is like a half a cup. Okay, what so what do you think? You're the you also uh, eyeball.
0: Yeah. So I would say this is a cup. Squeeze again. I'm squeezing Beth's hand. <laughs> She's making a fist over
2: here. So I would say that's a uh, that's a cup. Like this would be a cup. It is right. So it's right. only half of that. Right, and people are usually overeating it, so that's the problem—the overeating. So take a cup and then take some back. Yeah, (laughs) or get those—you know—the things we cook with; those little cup scoopers, the plastic ones. Those are so easy to use. I tell kids to when I work with kids. I have a private practice in Brooklyn, Beth Warren Nutrition. Okay. So when I work with kids, shout out! Yeah, BethWarrenNutrition.com is where you can find all information about my practice and my book and my social media. But I tell them to use those little cooking things because it's so—it's so easy. It's just a scooper.
0: Right. I think even Weight Watchers had at one point. Something like that. um, I went after I had my third daughter. I joined Weight Watchers when I lived right here on the Lower East side. We'd go up. I can't even remember where we went, either 14th Street or the village area. It was a long time ago. Um, A bunch of us would go with our babies in tow to Weight Watchers, and I had bought some scoops. I think they had a one-measure cup and a half-measure cup Mm -hmm. as a ladle. It wasn't even a, a like to use for cooking flour, measuring right. flour. It was as a ladle
2: for eating. Eating and so portioning. Your portion control. There you go. That's a that, magic that's word. That's really for the holiday what it's all about. Portion, portion control. control. Yeah. And choices. and choices. choices.
0: Accountability. Yeah. Okay, we've got a few buzzwords here. It's accountability, portion control. Choices. Choices. And a treat. And a treat. Got to have a little treat. Yeah. So I'm going to be making chocolate. This is my What's for Dinner segment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hop that in for a quick second there. Sponsored by Gomeglart. I cannot live without you guys right now, Gomeglart. Their delivery service has been impeccable. I sent in an order last night. Eight o'clock this morning before I left to the studio, I was at my door. I couldn't believe it. I sent it in last night at 10 o'clock. It was fantastic. So thank you, Gomeglat. So, um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take chocolate chips. I'm going to melt it on a double boiler. I'm going to take wax paper. I'm going to leave it on the counter. When the chocolate is all melted, I'm going to make like with a tablespoon, like little mounds of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Then I'm dark chocolate mm-hmm. you can, because that's a little healthier also. Yes. I'm going to throw in some fresh Pomegranate seeds.
2: Yummy, like a bark. It's like a
0: bark. A bark.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: A chocolate bark mm-hmm. with pomegranate. And that is like one of my favorite desserts. Kim was talking about chocolate. Some people do not eat nuts on uh, – is that a uh, just an Ashkenaz thing? Yeah, we
2: eat nuts, but a lot of people have allergies, so I wouldn't oh, use it. Oh, <laughs> okay. So
0: we – we a lot, do you, what about you, ZK? Do you eat nuts on Rosh Hashanah? So my family, my mother's family did not eat really? – Polishes, did not eat nuts because the gematria of nuts is sin. Like you know, you're doing a bad sin. You you had a sinful year. So we do. There's a minhag not to eat nuts on Rosh Hashanah. So I I, mean, I use um pomegranate, pomegranates. Um, but peanuts, if you're not allergic to, is a legume. So there you go. That's not a nut. <laughs> right.
2: And um, I, I make a chocolate bark with peanut butter. But I like using the pomegranate with um, for the theme, a whole theme of Rosh Hashanah.
0: am oh, I'm, I'm gonna sprinkle. That's it actually
2: the uh, an after dinner treat I normally tell patients to have is a little bit of dark chocolate um, goes a long way over 70% ideally. And they make it pretty good these days. Right. Yeah, there, there are. 72%. I am percent. I'm a big white chocolate know, fan, but the dark has the flavonoids. It has fiber actually in it and it's pretty low sugar. She's throwing so out not, the terms. She's yeah, throwing them out the flavonoids. Really not, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not. It's, it's something that could be incorporated to a daily diet. It's not even something that you could waste your treat, quote-unquote. Really okay, cool. Yeah. This has been an incredible show. I'm so hungry. It's really <laughs> crazy. I'm never coming to studio again without eating breakfast. Yeah, that's what they say. It's the same thing as shopping in a supermarket. Yeah,
0: not good. Oh, I talk about food all day, literally. Yeah, I have the best job, don't I, CK, <laughs> right? Um, so, uh, everyone, thank you so much for joining me for the first show of Season 4. We had Kim Kushner, author of where is her book? The New Kosher. I'm going to hold that up right here. We had, whoops, Josh Schulman from dazzling, whoops, dazzlingdisposables.com. Make sure you have your order. Um, Naomi 10, you get 10% off of your orders over $99. And we had Beth Warren, cookbook author, extraordinaire and dietitian. You can check out her on Beth Warren.
2: Beth underscore Warren on social media and
0: BethWarrenNutrition.com. Thank you very much. Um... Okay, I just want to make sure that I'm getting a little in for show back. Um, if you've missed any shows, you can watch it on the archives. I just want to wish everybody uh, Shabbat Shalom. I wish you all a good yonchiff next week. Um, and our show is uh, sponsored by Abelson Hyman. Stay listening. We have music right up at the Lech Benching, sponsored by our friends at Kerem. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Happy cooking.